is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of November 25th, 2018. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. Should I tell him? And I'm Bryant. Yes. That's you. Yes, that is you. This week, we may have seen a glimpse of live betting to come in the XFL. We had our turkey bowls, and we have an XFL legend to spotlight. It's episode 43, Thankful for Football. And now I want to ask you, I've been waiting all week. Jake, how the hell are you doing after Thanksgiving? How was it, man? Oh, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, once again, we had a call the Turkey Bowl at the end of the first half because everybody was just way too blowed up. Yeah, well, that's that's usually <laughs> what happens if you, especially if you want to finish a game. It's very tough. You got to have a lot of guys in shape. That's very rare. At least I know for you and I. How about you, Brian? How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, Alan, I'm I'm stuffed with some good pavel and some good hamon. It was a good. Good Thanksgiving over here. I, I didn't get. To, I didn't make it to the football field. I was blown up before uh, coin flip. <laughs> I'm still making hamon sandwiches right now. Actually, I want to. We want to kind of speed through this show. Uh, so hopefully, everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. And if uh, you're listening in not the United States, uh, you probably didn't uh, have Thanksgiving, but you're missing out. Turkey ham. It's what it's all about. Turkey bowls, football, and we're in a football frenzy this time of year. So uh, let's get cracking on everything going on. In the XFL, remember, everyone listening, you must subscribe to this show. You must follow our YouTube channel now. We're there. We're putting the episodes, full episodes, on YouTube as well. This is the XFL show on YouTube. And, of course, you could call in. You must call in. Be heard. We're building a league together. 724-565-4XFL is the XFL fan line. On this, this week's show, we are going to have an XFL legend spotlight. Haven't done that in a while, but we're pretty much doing the biggest XFL legend of all time today. Can't wait to get to that. Before we do that, we must go through some quick news and notes of the week. It's our cover, too. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. According to PWInsider.com, which is a pro wrestling uh, kind of dirt sheet, as they call it, or uh, news breakers in the world of pro wrestling, but obviously Vince McMahon involved with the XFL. Uh, the news broke Adidas will be challenging the trademark of Vince McMahon's Alpha Entertainment logo. The Alpha Entertainment logo does involve, uh, I guess, three stripes there on the left side of the A, if you're looking at it right now, Bryant and Jake. And Adidas is saying, hey, that's too close to our iconic Adidas stripes. Quit it with that. So uh, it's a big, maybe a big lawsuit coming down the road unless Alpha Entertainment changes their logo. I don't know how important that logo is to the league, but the Alpha logo, you've seen it. Is it too close to the classic Adidas three-stripe logo, Jake? Uh, You know, if I had to say, is this something or nothing, 100%, I would say this is nothing. 
Uh, okay, this is, you know, if if you want to say, yeah, there's three stripes. Well, you know what? There's three stripes in the letter E. I, I think they have, you know, a, as much of a case as Coca-Cola trying to claim infringement because Elf Entertainment's logo is red and white as well. <laughs> uh, I, I see where you're coming from there. How about you, Brian? What do you think of these logos? We're looking at them side by uh, side right now. Yeah, you know, Jake, I, I take your perspective on this and for two reasons, really. One, I don't think it's quite similar. I mean, there's very uh, huge differences. see that the two. and think that was Adidas. Adidas, right. Even yeah. if it and, was Adidas, that's not, you know. And the second reason it doesn't matter is because if they get stopped, they just change the logo. It's not like Alpha Entertainment is this, uh, you know, I looked at this logo and didn't even know what the Alpha Entertainment logo was. So it's not something that's been around for that long <laughs> that people are actually be like, hey. Yeah. Don't change the, it's the not Alpha Entertainment the, yeah, logo. It's not the XFL logo. Or so, the XFL exactly. That's letters. the most. So either, the most either whatever the thing, outcome yeah. is, yeah. That's the it, most. Whatever important the outcome thing. is, it's not going to matter. Yeah, exactly. The most important thing. It's not the XFL logo. It's the Alpha logo, which is the parent company of the XFL that Vince McMahon started to make it separate from you know World Wrestling Entertainment. Although now we're hearing rumors that. The WWE, some staff within WWE, or at least in that building, are involved with the new day-to-day with the XFL, but nothing really officially confirmed or details, at least, on that. We're just hearing reports on that. Uh, More on that as it comes out. Of course, we'll talk about it on the show, but I just want to say the Adidas logo, those stripes lean to the left. The stripes in the Alpha logo lean to the right, unless I'm I'm looking at it uh, backwards here, but that's way different, uh, to me at least. I don't know. Alan, you see the E in the A, right? That's the the E. The three yeah. stripes are the E. That so, makes an E for Alpha Entertainment. It's very clever. It's like yes, the, exactly. It's like that hidden uh, arrow in the FedEx logo nobody knows about except me. Yeah. Did you ever notice, notice that? No. Yes. I mean, I think everybody knows that. That's not. That's. Uh, I thought I was cool. One. <laughs> you got to use, use your negative space very wisely. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you said something right. No, no, no. No, I just, I just don't think. I mean, at this, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's not a, it's not an issue because either they're gonna get stopped and they have to change the logo that has existed for eight months, or they're gonna have to, or they're uh, gonna win and then move forward. It's you never know with these lawsuits. Before you know it, maybe Adidas will own the XFL, or maybe you know what? Maybe this will bring <laughs> them together. Maybe Adidas will be the official uh, apparel provider for the XFL at a discounted rate. We'll see. Uh, our second part of the cover two this week got asked the question: the Grey Cup, the hundred and sixth Grey Cup, will be in Edmonton. Uh, as of this show dropping every football Sunday morning, later tonight, if you're listening to it as it drops Sunday night, uh, November 25th up in Canada, it's the CFL's championship game, the Grey Cup. The CFL, though, are they in trouble? The AAF starting in 2019, XFL in 2020. We've discussed this some, but now there's a new league directive in the CFL where they're not going to pay off-season player bonuses until they get a new CBA in in and their collective bargaining agreement ends right after that Grey Cup game ends Sunday night. So that means there's a big issue between players in the league, and that's going to start Sunday night right away as the season ends. So usually the CFL guys, if in, I know you guys don't know the history as much as maybe I have started learning over the past couple seasons becoming a fan, but the CFL historically gets what it wants because, well, I mean, you could guess. There's no other leagues playing when they play. What are these players going to do? 
either go sit around and wait to make and hope to make an NFL roster or go, you know, work real jobs. So the CFL, when it comes to their CBAs, usually gets what it wants. But the AAF and the XFL might change that. You got guys making $54,000 Canadian up in the CFL, and they have a shot to make, you know, 75000 a year American, 80000 a year American in the AAF and even more in the XFL in 2020. So with the Grey Cup happening, got Stampeders, Red Black, it's going to be a great game. The CFLs, you know, they're trying to put together a 10th team even up over in Halifax. They're, they're going to call them the Atlantic Schooners, which is a whole show topic onto itself sometime down the road. But with all this going on with their CBA, the players historically kind of being handcuffed, now they have some bargaining power. So my question to you is, Jake, is the CFL in trouble? 106 Grey Cups. I don't think that league could ever be in trouble. Well, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have competition from one league this year and one or two leagues the following year after that. So uh, my best answer is, you know, the market will determine this. Brian? You know, Jake, I uh, I think they're preparing themselves for two things. One, uh, the AAF, and two, the XFL. I mean, they, they know uh, a war is on the horizon. They just, you know, they're is this a war? Is this a, is this a uh, war? It's not a war, but you got to keep your eye on them. You got to keep your eye on them. It's not that they all can't survive. It's not all. It's not all that. But the the CFL has the advantage of actually being relevant uh, now, right? They they are a league. They are established. So the CFL. Uh, CBA, excuse me, I think is gonna is gonna hit. Uh, they're gonna try to figure out a way to make sure their players don't jump ship and move forward. And maybe I mean, we talked about lawsuits with this logo thing, but maybe they're opening themselves up to some lawsuits about the, not paying player bonuses. Yeah. Uh, by you know, I mean, I feel like you have to pay your bonuses for a season that was under the CBA, and not. I don't know. That, that to me seems a little strange, but I, I think the CFL is gonna try to gear this CBA towards uh, being able to compete with the XFL and the AAF. Yeah, there's other things going into this too. I mean, I was surprised to hear CFL players' health care isn't really that great, and that's a that's a, a country where they have you know national health care. Everybody does, but apparently for players in the CFL, it's a little wishy-washy, so they have some issues there with their next collective bargaining agreement, and with the AAF and the XFL now you know arriving, you have to play, but they're here, and they're, that's an option now. Uh, we'll see how this goes for the CFL. They've, you know, steered these waters somewhat before, but it's two leagues now within a span of two years. Do you see this as we all been saying AAF versus XFL is a thing? Is this a triple threat here? Triple threat match, Jake? Is this CFL versus AAF versus XFL? Or is the CFL unto itself already too established? 106 great cups have been played for, for crying out loud. I, I don't see them ever being in trouble of anything except losing American players. And even then, I think there's still plenty of people who want to play football. They could go up to Canada, and it might be an uglier-looking game. But I always think the CFL is going to be around when you've been around that long. I think this is a larger case of, you know, the NFL versus everybody. You know, you've got all these these little groups coming up. you got CFL, you got AAF, you got XFL. Uh, we don't know if the indoor league is is going to be around any longer. Uh, you know, every I I really don't think they can all survive. Or if they, uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I do not think they can all survive. The CFL could survive on a very uh, you know 
much lower scale than they are right now. I mean, you you ask the American citizen to name uh, to name a CFL team, and they're probably not going to be able to do it. I, I can't even name them all for you. Atlantic Schooners? That that's not a real team yet. That's the and, you tenth know, team you they're got, trying to trying you know, to. You guys made fun of the name the Fleet in the AAF. Well, at, you know the Schooners are only powered by wind. So I think the fleet has something on them already. <laughs> that would be a great all-star matchup right there. Brian, if you're a CFL all-star quarterback, your contract's up here. There's no CBA. Are you jumping ship, even though you're a star making pretty much the most money of anybody almost in the CFL? Are you jumping ship to go to the AAF or the XFL, two leagues that have not even played football yet and might not last more than a season? Yeah, no, I I think you you can you can relate this to your your everyday human, right? Your everyday American, your everyday worker. Do you want to leave your job that's comfortable? That's 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 something you know is going to be around for longer than something that you don't know is going to be around for a long time. Like, is that a safe move? I, I don't make that move right now, and and unless they're going to guarantee me like three four years of a contract, certain dollar value things like that, I'm not jumping ship just to be one or the other players at the, on these leagues uh, and so that league could, sort of you believe them that you're going to get a multi-year paycheck whenever one league has never existed before and the other league they've only lasted for one year yeah i think on the af side i, I would i would that would be a more sensitive issue right i think the xfl uh might be more inclined to pay just because of Vince McMahon's backing his history his company the wwe all that stuff think he wants to avoid any uh, negative publicity or or anything like that but you're right jake i mean you don't know even if they guarantee you four years are they gonna are you gonna get this in the next four years or are you gonna have to fight them in court and get it in 10 years you don't know so it, 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 i'm glad i don't have to make that decision as a player but if i was a player i probably wouldn't if i was the guess i'd say stars like bo levi mitchell the calgary stampeders quarterback guys like him are probably gonna wait to see uh, before going back to America to play football, see if the AAF or XFL lasts more than a season. You can maybe see those guys jump in year uh, two or three into those uh, to the new leagues because I'm sure they want to play, be playing in the United States. If you're a USA player playing up in Canada, you, of course, want to go back home. So that's the risk you take to go back home, maybe go into these really this unfamiliar territory, these two new leagues. Uh, real quick, guys, 106 Grey Cup. Who you got, Calgary or Ottawa, Jake? Uh, I, I'm going with Calgary on this one. Alberta, Canada, Stampeders, Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. They've Stan been the Peters. best team all season. How about you, Bryant? That's why I picked them. Uh, Jake, if you want to put $20 on this, I'll go with um, Ottawa. Uh, Brian, Brian, you're cutting, you're cutting out there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the live betting on the, on this is the XFL show. Great, great. I only bet there, on a play by play basis. <laughs> so yes, I've got I've got a bonus a bonus uh, part of our cover too here. It's a bonus down, if you will. Here, uh, live betting. I don't know if you saw the Phil versus Tiger the match, the golf one on one golf match that was on pay per view, but it had live betting on the screens and it was very interactive with people watching at home and it gave you statistics and odds and. We assume that is what is going to be incorporated into the XFL with the app and, and how they say, uh, you know, make a bet in the in the initial rap that came out, Bryant. Live betting during the match. Did you watch the match? And what did you think? If you did, what did you think of the live betting aspect? If you didn't, I know you've heard about it. How do you see that translating to football? 
Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't catch it live. I did see some uh, some interesting things, some player bets that made that uh, very unique broadcast. Uh, the side betting. I mean, I I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but this is available now for any match, any type of anything. So, uh, how do I think it's going to affect football and the AF and the XFL? I mean, if they can do it right, it's going to make a lot of people interested in, in games. Well, yeah, because uh, on the side, you got on the side there, like on a side scroll or maybe on the bottom line, you've got live betting odds, you know, odds that this is a run, odds that this is a pass, uh, odds that this goes for a touchdown, maybe. You'll see it right then and there, and you could place bets accordingly. I think that interactive aspect is going to be huge, and I think that's exactly what the AAF's gunning for with how tech-heavy they're going with their their whole presentation. And that was just a little glimpse, I think, if you watch the match with Phil and Tiger. And there's a great article we retweeted. I believe it was from the Wall Street Journal. If you want to uh, do some heavy, heavy sports uh, reading, Maybe uh, when you wake up football Sunday morning, you know set. You know I set my fantasy lineup. You know in the bathroom, Jake, every Sunday. Uh, but I'll also read some Wall Street Journal if they got a great article like that. That's highly recommended. We retweeted it out there at XFL Show uh, on Twitter. Um, also, real quick bonus downs: uh, Aaron Murray, former Georgia Bulldog quarterback, jumping uh, from the uh, analyst booth, CBS Sports Network. Uh, most recently, he's going into the AAF. So uh, that got me thinking. You got a, an analyst who was just out of football, still now hope for AAA Tebow. I know he's go- moving up with the Mets organization, guys, but fingers crossed, guys going from the from the booth or from doing analyst work to back to football. Is, is Tim Tebow the player you want to see in the XFL the most, Jake? Because he's up there on my list, top three. As a personal, you know, personally, no. Um, but you know, if I have a vested interest in the league, which I do, yes, I want to see him because I know he'll put butts in seats and eyeballs on television screens. How about, how about you, Brian? What do you think about the Tim Tebow situation? Aaron Murray, a very similar kind of, he's not playing baseball, but you know, he's doing analyst work, talking college football every weekend. And now he's got the itch and he's going back to play in one of the new leagues. Do you see Tim Tebow or other ex players who are maybe in the media doing that? Uh, do I see them doing that? I mean, I don't know. Those contracts are pretty rich in the TV deals nowadays. If they have that itch and they're still young enough, probably. Um, I don't see any of like the Tony Romo's going back, you know, anything like that. <laughs> that. He's making yeah. so much money and doing. He's ki- he's killing it too. He's great on the end. An- he might be the yeah. best analyst going right now, Tony Romo. Uh, what what about uh, Pat McAfee, Jake, the former punter? He's not too far gone from the game and a young guy. No, he's not. But again, I'm wondering: is he making more money away from, you know, away from a minor league than he would be playing, <laughs> doing podcasts and making random appearances on uh, WWE TV? Uh, yeah, so we're keeping an eye on all those kind of name brands that are signing with the leagues. Aaron Murray was a big SEC quarterback. He'll be joining. Uh, I believe he signed with. I want to say. The Birmingham team. No, Atlanta Legends. You said Atlanta Legends. There you go. Georgia, obviously. They're going regional. Come on. Yeah. Aaron Murray signs with the Atlanta Legends. And, uh, yeah, that's it for our cover, too, this week, guys. Uh, Of course, any XFL news that drops, uh, we'll be shooting it out there on social media, talking about it throughout the week. The shows drop every football Sunday morning, 7 a.m. Be sure to subscribe. This is the XFL Show on Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get yours. Uh, we are thankful for your subscriptions. We're thankful for your likes, your retweets, you calling into the XFL fan line. So thankful for that this week. It was Thanksgiving. So, 
Before we get to our spotlight for the week, Jake, I want to ask you, when it comes to football, what are you thankful for? I mean, one thing I'm thankful for, and it's it's an enormous part of football. It's probably 50%. And for those of you that know me and have listened to me on the show enough, you know that my answer is defense. And no, it's not commercials. But you need the commercials. They are a very <laughs> integral part of the game. But it's, you know, it, it's defense. Again, I, I like seeing somebody get hit. Uh, I don't necessarily like seeing, you know, somebody's career potentially be on the line, but, but I really do like defense. So that's something. Can, that I, can, can I ask you something, Jake? Did you enjoy the Monday night game between the Rams and the Chiefs at all? Just I, I, it looked like an NBA game on it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing about that game is a lot, of, a lot of points were there, scored. There was a defensive score. Yeah, but. there were defensive scores. There were defensive plays. The game was won on an interception. So there, defense there can were play in a high score defensive game. plays. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, I, I actually watched probably five minutes of that game just because of some other things I was working on that night, and I watched the highlights the next morning. The thing is, Brian, you can have great defense in a high-scoring game, I think. And I think that game proved it. Yeah, you have great defensive plays. And I think that's I, the one thing I, that I, the Rams yeah, have. You can have great defensive plays in a game. But I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can say you have great defense whenever combined they put up over 100 points. Well, I well, think the way the game is played now, yeah. the, the offense is built to be better than the defense. It isn't 50-50 on the field in terms of uh, advantage, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't mean to, to, to bastardize your uh, your uh, your your thankfulness here, Jake. But What's I'm just saying, with right? a thirteen to nine final, there's nothing I'm, wrong with that game. I'm just saying the way nine. the game is played now. Yeah, thirteen exactly. nine means it's probably a hurricane on the on the horizon, and they're playing in six inches of mud. That's probably or, what that means. Or it means WVU is on the verge of going to the national championship, and they just got stomped out by Pitt. But let's not bring the old stuff up. Let's talk about what we're thankful for, Bryant. What are you thankful for when it comes to football? Ah. You know what, Alan? I, I, I debated whether I was going to say this or not, but it is truly what I'm thankful for, and I know you're not going to like it. I am thankful for instant replay. I, yeah. I think it's uh, – I know. But it's, 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 it's made the game correct. It's made officials accountable. I think uh, – well, why wouldn't you want the right play to happen? Now, you're, you're saying you're thankful that you know, the correct outcome is being rendered. That, that aspect of instant replay. Okay, okay. I'm going to change that. what I was going to say and now say I'm thankful for human error. <laughs> we well, have two then. <laughs> I love human error. Thank you, human error. <laughs> now, well, why would you want a game decided on something that could have been overturned by video play, but then not because there doesn't exist? That, that's, not, that's not what you want. I just I, say I get want instant replay. Yeah, I. I I'm still anti because I think it's fun to talk about what a dummy the ref was. How'd he miss that call? And and know that you still do that. You could still do that, but now you know that he shouldn't have missed it because we have instant replay. So where is the accountability if we have instant replay and they're still not being held accountable and they get it wrong anyway? That's the frustrating thing for me. But hey, you be thankful for what you're thankful for, Brian. I'm not going to judge you, even though I think it's very very odd that anybody would want replay. I love replay on my TV, <laughs> slow motion, so I could see the play clearer, but it determining plays, I think it just opened up a whole universe in the football world years ago, and we are never going to escape it, unfortunately. What I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for different leagues with different personalities, different possibilities, different traditions, and different rules. The best part about the XFL returning, and even the AAF, getting into the action. I, I think it's 
how much the NFL has changed their league from year to year over the course of this Roger Goodell era. Now with the XFL, this gives us a bold alternative, also with the AF, bold alternatives for leagues to help shape the future of the sport of football rather than just having one league dictate what the game's going to look like moving forward. And I know we're in a more health-conscious uh, era, and we're going towards that in the future, and that's great and all. Uh, but with these different leagues now being able to voice their opinion, display different kinds of football, and uh, we, we could all get what we like from a different league now. Or maybe eventually a universal set of rules will, you know, in a, a utopia will be uh, agreed upon because we have multiple leagues showing us all the possibilities. So that's what I'm thankful for this year. New traditions, new possibilities in the sport of football. But uh, overall, most most importantly, guys, we are thankful for all of our listeners, all of our, our subscribers, and everybody going to thisisthexflshow.com, everybody getting hype for the XFL in 2020. Thank you so much. This Thanksgiving, we acknowledge you for sure. And remember, if you want to voice your opinion, 724-565-4XFL to get in on the XFL fan line. I'll tell you about that number a little bit later on. But finally, it's time to get to the main event this week, Jake. We've been putting this one off for way too long. And it is finally time to spotlight, I would say, the legend of all legends. I was going to say this, you know, this is the xfl legend here not yeah. just a but yeah 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 apologies for the intro we're going to play for this segment i believe we're going to hear this is a xf this is the xfl legend you're right jake so here we go without a without further ado we finally get to it another edition of this is an xfl legend this is an xfl legend Tommy's tirade Nine seconds to go. You got fourth down. They're going to kick a field goal. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. If he can't make it, we got to go. Fourth and two. Tommy Maddox, the legend of all XFL legends, if you ask me, guys. Time to spotlight Tommy Gunn, who was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, raised in Texas, and went on to be the one and only XFL MVP and the XFL championship game winning quarterback. you have any Tommy Maddox memories, Bryant? Plenty. I mean, I saw that man play three times in an in a LA Extreme jersey. Uh, I think I heard him yell about Jose Cortez missing those kicks from the stands, and I was way up there. He can't uh, make it! Let's go kick it! But uh, he's uh, probably the biggest legend out of the XFL. And uh, you said it, the only MVP. If I could throw some stats at you guys, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, he had he had almost 2,200 passing yards, 196 completions, 18 passing TDs. I'm going to average those out for uh, you NFL fans. That was basically 3,500 yards passing, 314 completions, and 29 TDs. I mean, that's a solid season for anybody. Um, I don't know what kind of season especially he had in, the Steelers. Especially that, in but. 2001, Bryant, before quarterback stats were inflated. This is 2001. Yeah. Before XFL you could actually hit season. the quarterback. You're right. You're this right. was a 10-game <laughs> season, and in this season, Tommy Maddox was the MVP, winning the title for the LA Extreme, and also he also was the only quarterback that year to play in every game in the regular season. 
with how hard you were hitting quarterbacks in the XFL, for Tommy Gunn to make it through the whole season, Jake, maybe the most impressive stat of them all. Oh yeah, you know, at the end of the you know at the end of the season, he took his O line out to a nice you know a, a nice steakhouse to really with, just say thank you with that XFL salary. You think? Oh yeah, they oh. won the million dollar game. Yeah, it's a million dollars. Sure, that's a good way. I forget about that one. I mean, after Tom- taxes, I don't know what you take home, but still, <laughs> the journey that Tommy Maddox took to the XFL and beyond is iconic, is legendary. He was a UCLA standout quarterback, drafted in 1992 by the Denver Broncos to be the heir apparent to John Elway. Yet John Elway only went on to play, what, another seven, eight years after Tommy Maddox was drafted and win a couple of Super Bowls. But, you know, after, you know, not making it with the Broncos, it didn't pan out. He was bounced around Rams, Giants, Jaguars, Falcons, and eventually Tommy Maddox was out of the NFL. A huge prospect, just never caught on, maybe never even really got that chance. But after falling out of the NFL, becoming an insurance salesman for a brief time, he got back at it. He tried, he got into the Arena League, and then the XFL came along, and Tommy Maddox joined the LA Extreme. But even more legendary, Brian, was brought on as the backup. We have spotlighted another XFL legend. The first overall pick in the XFL, Scott Milanovic, was supposed to be the starting quarterback for the LA Extreme, but Tommy Maddox beat him out for the starting job, and the rest is XFL history in that regard. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, that man. He, he was the, the most, the first overall punt, uh, pick as a punter. I mean, he was he was used a few times. I think if you remember, XFL had that uh, over twenty-five yard rule where if it went twenty-five yards, it was a live ball. So they brought him in a couple times. Uh, to do a quick kick on like third down or something like that to see what they can get out of him. Uh, but yeah, Tommy Maddox, uh, you know, slinging it. He, Tommy Gunn, he earned, I guess he was called Tommy Gunn, right? That was a nickname. Was oh, yes. Nickname. Tommy Gunn, especially if you're a Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers fan, because after Tommy Maddox won the XFL million dollar game, 38 to 6 over the San Francisco Demons, I was there, Bryant, 16 of 28, 210 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Tommy Gunn, your MVP. Shortly after the XFL folded after that, and then Tommy Maddox landed with the Pittsburgh Steelers behind Cordell Stewart as their backup quarterback and eventually was brought in as the starter week four, 2002. And, well, the the rest is his NFL history. Jake, you remember Tommy Maddox as a Pittsburgh Steeler eventually. He was the last Steeler quarterback before Ben Roethlisberger. But I'd say Tommy Maddox... Greatest player in XFL history and the XFL's version of Kurt Warner. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think you're right about that. And going back a little bit about, you know, this guy having to earn his spot, you know, in the, in the XFL. Not anybody else's spot, but his spot. Uh, you know, he was brought in to, to the National Football League, you know, saying, all right, Tommy, we're bringing you in, you know. We got, I just got a gut feeling that John Elway's ready to hang it up in a season <laughs> or two. You know, I, I think he's nearing the end of his career. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it didn't go around, it didn't go down that way. Like you said, he was bounced around, uh, you know, the, the only champions of the league. And then, yeah, he came in with the Steelers, taking over for Cordell. Uh, you know, some people I know saw that as a welcome change. Some thought Cordell still had a lot to give. Uh, you know, he went on to 
really no other success, I would say, on the football field. Found some success later in the television industry. Yeah, Real Housewife uh, of Atlanta, I believe, is what it was. I, I don't watch that program, but I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so, yeah, Tommy Maddox, you know, he had 13 starts, 10-5-1, eventually getting pulled early in the season for Ben Roethlisberger, and, you know, no one's going to debate that scenario. Yeah, that 2002 no, season, the 10-5 and 1 with the Steelers where he was the man there. I mean, that was a crazy oh, aerial attack that Tommy Gunn had with the Steelers. I mean, after the XFL for him to go on and do that, bring a team to the playoffs, uh win a Super Bowl as a backup quarterback, it, it is legendary and I'd say a great roadmap for future XFL players because look at what Tommy Maddox was. He was a guy who missed out on NFL opportunities. He honed his game in the XFL, and he returned to find success in the NFL. And he's the greatest player in XFL history. It was a one-season league, but Tommy Maddox is the XFL legend, and we are proud to spotlight him this week on This is the XFL Show. Anything left to say about Tommy Gunn, Bryant? I will say this, and maybe not necessarily about Tommy Gunn, but uh, I will be interested to see how the XFL handles players who do do very well and then uh, try to jump ship. That'd be something that I'm very much looking forward to. Very much so. Yeah, we've heard Oliver Luck say, the commissioners say that you know players will have an opportunity to go to the NFL after the XFL season's end, but uh, you don't want too many guys jumping ship. We'll see, especially if this league is going to last more than a season. I assume Tommy Maddox would have been back with the extreme win in another championship had the XFL stuck around. Instead, he landed with the Pittsburgh Steelers and was playing in the NFL playoffs you know, less than a year later. So good for him. Uh, the the XFL folding did not stop Tommy Maddox. Uh, Jake, anything else on Tommy Gunn? I mean, you know, Alan, you can relate just like me. Tommy Maddox was a big deal in these parts in the NFL. You couldn't go to a Kmart or an Ames or a Hills without seeing knockoff Tommy Maddox <laughs> the, shirts. Those are Pittsburgh stores. And, yeah, he was big in Pittsburgh for about a season and a half. And then everybody said, go and draft a quarterback already. And they got Ben Roethlisberger. But – Tommy Gunn, what a legend. The XFL legend. We'll spotlight more XFL legends for any of you who maybe weren't around during 2001 and that iconic season in the XFL. And if you missed any of our other spotlights of XFL legends, go back in the archives. This is the XFLshow.com. We'll be back next week. Football Sunday, 7 a.m. Every single football Sunday. That's 7 a.m. Eastern with new shows talking XFL football, talking XFL legends, all the news and Hey, we're here in early December. Cities will be announced. Do you feel like it's actually going to happen pretty soon, Jake? I know you've been wanting it to be held off for a while, but I have a feeling I'm going to call it two weeks from from this week, the 25th of November, the show drops, this week's show drops. I think we're going to know cities. I think. I, 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 feel I, like I, think yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe not exactly two weeks, but I do think that we're going to have a Christmas present from the XFL. Oh, that'd be so nice. Brian, anything left, man, before we head out of here? It's good to be back. Sorry, guys. It's uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys didn't forget about me and, and, and fill my roster spot with someone else. So nope, sorry, nope. I'll try to be around more often. It's all right. I know sometimes you know you have to go on injured reserve, but uh, you know you're always welcome back. We appreciate you showing up. We're thankful Thank you for, for not you. Tommy Maddoxing me. Is what it yeah, is. I guess we, we did not Tommy Maddox you. We're thankful for you, Vince, Jake. Uh, thank you guys. Talk football every week. We'll be back next week, everybody. So tell your friends if they haven't heard about the XFL and they want to learn about it, that's what you'll do right here. If they want to get hyped for it, that's what they'll do right here every single week. 
Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to great podcasts. We are there, and we're also on YouTube because this is the XFL Show.